Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio Episode 6. My name is Matt. I'm here with Chris, who would come before Kyle, but unfortunately, Kyle is not here. As mentioned on the Raw episode today, he is off this week, but he will be back next week. Kyle, we miss you, buddy. Today on, excuse me, This Day in Wrestling History, July 25th. Take it away, Chris. This Day in Wrestling History. All right, so there's actually uh, <laughs> there's actually a couple of things I want to talk about in this day in wrestling history. Um, eight years ago today, eight years ago on Raw, uh, CM Punk came back. Uh, his shocking return uh, with the new theme song of Cult of Personality. Uh-huh. When he uh, brought back the championship and John Cena had just won the championship, so they had two champions that went into SummerSlam, uh, which, of course, uh, CM Punk did end up winning. Um, that, and That's crazy. Gosh, yeah, I mean, I know we just years, talked about Money in the Bank, but oh, it just seems so long ago. Eight years. Um, and then also three years ago today on Raw from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania – uh, a couple of things. Uh, Sasha Banks defeats Charlotte by submission to win the Raw Women's Championship. You remember who Sasha Banks is, right? You know, isn't she that that girl who like was gonna go to AEW, but you know she's sitting out her contract and like she, she I, you know, it's been so long. I just the name sounds familiar. I just can't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I miss Sasha Banks. I do too. She's um, great. Also, three years ago, uh, on the same Raw, Nia Jax debuted on the main roster with an 80-second win over a local competitor by the name of Britt Baker. Really? Yes. (laughs) I want to go back and watch that after the show's over. (laughs) So, uh, July 25th of 2016, the Raw, Nia Jax debuts and beats uh, Britt Baker in 80 seconds. And then finally, on the same Raw, there's one more debut. Uh, Someone who uh, lost to Braun Strowman in just over a minute with his uh, famous quote, any man with two hands has a fighting chance, and that man is James Ellsworth. Oh my gosh. So the Raw from July 25th, 2016, lots of good spots. So go back and watch that, kids, after the show is over. I kind of actually like, I wouldn't be against, you know, going back and watching like an old episode of Raw or SmackDown or even like WCW Nitro and then reviewing it. That would be, I mean, I know a lot of people do that. It's not like an original idea, but that sounds fun. That would be, be pretty that. fun. We'll that is that a, sometime. Yeah. 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 So let's get right into SmackDown. Um, after the Raw reunion, SmackDown was more kind of normal. Yeah. Uh, the show was different. So let's talk about it a little bit. So Shane McMahon opens the show. He says he accepts Kevin Owens' challenge for a match at SummerSlam. But if Kevin Owens loses, he has to quit. He shows where a year ago Kevin Owens said that. He lost Seth Rollins. Kevin Owens said he quit, but of course he didn't. Shane McMahon said he wants it in writing this time. Kevin Owens interrupts and says that he's a different person now. He threatens violence. 
and I I don't know. It was it was good. It was good. Uh, Shane McMahon said, "Well, you seem like you want to get into a fight. How about you fight Roman Reigns tonight? Oh, by the way, Drew McIntyre will be the special guest referee, and Elias will be the timekeeper. By the way." Timekeeper is a dumb name for this job because in WWE, the matches are not timed. They don't have times. We talked about that last week, remember? Yep. So it really should be like Bell Ringer. Elias was the Bell Ringer because that's (laughs) all he did. Um, So Corey Graves and Byron Saxon are not here tonight. Um, I don't know why Corey Graves wasn't there. They didn't. They said something about him being on a movie set. Yeah, I I know that um, Corey Graves is filming a movie and... Unfortunately, Byron Sexton, uh, his father passed away this weekend. So, prayer- yeah, so our condolences so, to yeah, him. Prayers out to him and his family. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the cool thing is uh, David Otunga, that's not the cool thing, was out there announcing, <laughs> um, subbing in for Byron Saxton. But the guest commentators for the first half of the show were Xavier Woods and Big E. And let me tell you, they were really entertaining. Most of the time, I really hate this wrestling or this wrestler on commentary kind of thing where they come out and, you know, like sometimes the actual commentators ask them questions and they'll seem really uncomfortable and they won't really talk. And but man, how how good how good was Xavier Woods actually calling the match? Like my wife looks at me and says, man, Xavier does better than any of the other guys. He's actually (laughs) calling the action. I said, he is. He's doing a great job. Well, th- those two are very good entertainers. I mean, so good. It kind of reminds you when CM Punk used to kind of occasionally do some commentary. I mean, he was, he was good awesome too. Yeah. And so, but these two, I mean, these guys are just—they love what they do, and they you can really tell. Do. I mean, they love being in wrestling. They'll do anything and everything that they're asked because right. they—they love it, and so you can tell that they're having a great time, and it makes it makes the show more fun. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, we moved in to the opening match, which was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Apollo Crews. And this match was fun. I really like Apollo Crews. Now, I didn't have the opportunity to watch him in NXT. And I know he was very over and very well liked there. Is that correct? Yeah, everyone loves Apollo Crews. I mean, he, yeah. has, he is extremely athletic and a great wrestler. And he just looks like a monster. But gosh, like he's so athletic and he's so good. And Shinsuke obviously is very good as well. And they they put on a heck of a match. It wasn't super long, but it was long enough to make Apollo Crews not look weak, even though he lost. They got Shinsuke back on the on a, on the winning track, which he needs to after that terrible, ridiculous, didn't make any sense tag team with Rusev. Um, I'm glad that this match happened. I'm glad this match was entertaining. I'm glad that Apollo Crews got offense in. I'm glad Shinsuke won. Everything about this was great. I loved it. I agree. I, I, I really hope that they that they take this and they turn it into something more. I really hope that this is not a one-time thing, uh, but this builds into a good rivalry because I think you get can get a really good rivalry here because you got the you know Nakamura who's kind of dark now and you know he just he just wants to beat people up. And you got Apollo Crews who's like you know, just this this polished, good-looking, clean, you know, positive dude. I mean, wh- what a great face-heel combination. And I'd yeah. love to see Apollo Crews win the championship. I, I mean, 
Yeah, not yet though, because Shinsuke yet. just won it, and you can't, you can't. But in, in the future, yes, yeah. absolutely. Shinsuke did have a little beatdown on Apollo uh, afterwards after the match was over, so maybe they're heading towards SummerSlam. I don't know. Apollo Cruz isn't so established that they couldn't drop it. Like right, Shinsuke's higher on the card than him, so he could beat him down, and that could just be it, um, which would also be fine. But it wouldn't surprise me if they continued this, and I would love to see them continue this. Give them 10 minutes on SummerSlam. Seems great. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. So then we went into Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Sonya's like sitting there, and Mandy Rose is like, oh, we got a match with the Iconics next week, and if we win, we'll get a Women's Tag Team Championship match. And I'm sitting here and going, what happened to the Kabuki Warriors? So apparently, the you know, technically... The Iconics lost last week by countout, but that was their guaranteed match. And what I think is probably going to happen is we're going to get a triple threat tag team match at SummerSlam. But if not, boy, how bad of booking would that be? I don't want to see this match. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't. There's no nice way of saying this. This is going to yeah. be crap. Um, yeah. And. <laughs> And we were talking about this earlier, like the way that Mandy Rose uh, told Sonya Deville what they're doing. She was like, if we're going to get a title match next week, and if we win, we get a title match the next week. Like, right. hang, hang on a second. You just said that if you won the titles, then you get a title match against yourself. Can you yeah, explain yeah, this to me other than the fact that you're blonde and you're an idiot? <laughs> I wouldn't say I hated it that much, but I, I it was dumb. The whole thing was dumb. So I, I will give a little insider information real fast. Uh, if you okay. if you remember uh, several months ago when they had SmackDown here, the one that we were all at, yeah, uh, I, I know somebody that happened to be um, working around the wrestlers. And uh, before she came out and did her, this was back when she was doing that thing with one of the Usos. Or she was like trying to seduce him or whatever. Yep. And uh, that she was just going over her lines like over and over and over and over. And all she had to do was say like two things. I remember that. I think she had like two lines that yes. night. Yes. And, and apparently she was going over. She was like, I'm so stressed out and like all this stuff. So clearly she can, she's not able to handle the pressure of, of being a WWE superstar. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Huh. A little, little insider info for you. Won't insider ta- information. Won't tell you where I got that, but uh, yeah. Chris Cumbie, news reporter. And when we move on, we're going to move on to uh, what should have been at the Raw reunion, stuff like this. And it was Shawn Michaels as a guest on Ms. TV. And then before they really got into anything, Dolph Ziggler comes out. And he told Shawn Michaels that he was an embarrassment for his show, her, for his match at whatever, whatever Saudi match. I get them all mixed up. Was it Crown Jewel where it was him and Triple H versus Kane and the Undertaker? And like Kane's wig fell off. Like it was this weird, whole weird match. Um, and like Shawn looked legitimately upset because Shawn is good, right? So, and he's like, you know what? I, that I was embarrassed. Like I, I was really embarrassed by that. But what's even more embarrassing is to have to, to work my entire career and only be 
what what was the word? He says something like a, a B show Shawn Michaels knockoff. No, a second, second rate, a second rate Shawn Michaels. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it is. And so Dolph Ziggler goes off, and like the Miz started kind of goading Ziggler a little bit, and he's like, "You need to actually do something. Stop saying it was just you. You know, we don't just talk around here. We take action." And so. Uh, which was before the Shawn Michaels thing. So Ziggler started to attack Michaels and misses and hits the Miz. So Shawn Michaels punches Ziggler, checks on the Miz, and then turns around and gets super kicked by Ziggler, which sets Miz off. Miz, you know, starts chasing Ziggler, who got out of the ring and backed up. Miz did not chase because once a heel leaves the ring, they've got away. That's how how it always worked. So he got out of the ring. So he's free. Can't catch him anymore. Um, the Miz turns around. He starts checking on Shawn Michaels, and that was that. Uh, this was great because Shawn Michaels. I have a lot of guys that I say is my favorite wrestler, and one of these days we're going to get into a real debate on who the greatest wrestler of all time is. But it, gun to my head, overall, I would probably say Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels putting over Dolph Ziggler like this was great. Only thing is, like. Ziggler's at the, I'm going to say probably the tail end of his career. I don't think there's much higher he can go. So I wish that he probably would have given that to someone like Andrade. That would have been really cool. Um, but I'm glad he gave it to someone and it, it worked out really well. Well, it works really good for Ziggler because he, he, his move basically is Michael's super kick. He's a huge Shawn Michaels so, fan uh, in real but, life, like huge. But uh, if you remember they've been talking for like almost two weeks about how Shawn Michaels was going to be on commentary and and they, they didn't do it. Like they didn't even like try to make an excuse for it. It was just, Oh, he's going to be on Ms. TV. Okay. Well he was supposed to do commentary. What's going on. Right. So anyway, that's just another one of those. We're changing our minds. Um, Hard subject to change. Right. Uh, I, I agree. I thought it was good. I liked it. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that this turns – I really hope this does not turn into Ziggler versus Miz. We talked about that last week. Like, we've seen that. It's over. It's going to, though. Yeah, I know. And, and like, you know, Miz is going to be, this is for Sean or something stupid like that. So, yeah. Uh, or maybe he'll come out to Sexy Boy or something. I don't know. Miz uh, is a face is dead to me. I love the Miz. I'm always going to cheer him. But ever since that like double loss to Shane McMahon, I can't take him seriously as a face anymore. <laughs> He's dead to you. I mean, yeah, it, he he has no heat. Uh, I just, uh, I'm not sure he could go out and beat Nicholas, Mary Braun Strowman's tag team partner. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I have, I, I I can't take him seriously. Oh my I love the guy, but I can't can't do well, it. Well, I I didn't think that they should have had Miz TV on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, two nights in a row. A yeah, little much. Yep. Um, so then we had Ember Moon versus Charlotte Flair. Ember Moon and Charlotte wrestle for like five or six seconds, literally. And then Bailey's music hits. She comes out. She distracts Charlotte. Ember Moon rolls up Charlotte. One, two, three. Bailey comes into the ring, and Ember Moon attacks her. No, no. That's yes. not exactly no. No, Ember Moon throws her in the ring, so Charlotte kicks her. That's right. That's yeah. right. Okay, so she gets out with yeah. She goes out of the ring with Bailey, and uh, after she rolls up Charlotte, she then throws Bailey inside the ring. Thank you for correcting me. 
Charlotte attacks Bailey. Right. And then Ember Moon does her finisher on Charlotte. And then she goes, eh, why not? Then also does her finisher on Bailey. And I enjoyed that. I'm glad oh, she yeah. did. Um, I love Ember Moon. She's not going to beat Bailey. But I hope that they keep promoting her and getting her higher up the card. She's going to be an awesome future women's champion. I, I told you last week, didn't I? Yeah. I told you last week, I said something's going to happen. Yep. To, to kind of be the, someone's going to be the heel face. And this is exactly uh, what they needed. So this is going to, this is going to add some good edge to it. Uh, and I think, I think we're going to have a great match at SummerSlam. I really do. I do too. They are going to tear the house down. It's going to be good. I, th- I think it'd be awesome. I really don't think they're going to do it. I hope they do. Uh, this is one of those, like, I'm hoping with my all my heart that Ember Moon hits the Eclipse and wins the title. Yeah, I'd be totally okay with that. I like Bailey. don't get me wrong, but I think that it was Ember Moon's time before she got injured. And now, like, I think that giving her the title and having her defend it, you know, for three or four months or so could really establish her as a, as a superstar. Absolutely. Yeah, and she's she's got the talent to do it. So after we get back from commercial break, uh, Charlotte's in the back and she is doing an interview and says that she she demands to have a match at SummerSlam and that her opponent will be someone better than Ember Moon. The big rumor right now is that it's going to be Trish Stratus. Um, I don't know how true that is. I have read it. I have multiple sources on that. Um, so we'll, we'll see. You know, eh, things can always change, but that would be cool. I like Trish Stratus. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I heard that rumor too. I'm not sure about that. I think people are just kind of reading into the fact that it's in Canada. Um, yeah. I, some people are also thinking she's going to force herself into one of the championship matches. Yeah. yeah. Either for SmackDown or Raw. Yeah. Um, and, and I see that I see WWE doing that. I'm just telling you right now. I totally yeah, see them doing sense. that. Yeah. I, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, following that, we had Kofi Kingston come out, and this is where the New Day leaves, and Michael Cole comes out as the third guy on commentary. Um, Kofi Kingston challenges Randy Orton for the WWE Championship at SummerSlam, and they talk about, there was this match on Raw from 10 years ago where Kofi Kingston just beats the snot out of Randy Orton, and they showed footage of it. It was incredible. Um, Kofi Kingston goes into Randy Orton holding him back, which is a true story. That was, and even Kofi even said in real life during the promo, um, Randy Orton used his influence to hold Kofi back because Kofi screwed up a finish of one of the matches. Um, it was a good promo by Kofi. Kofi's not the greatest promo on on the on the show, um, but he's always a solid one. It was great. Randy Orton though was so good in this segment. And he's like, you know what? I did hold you back and you because you know what? I was doing you a favor. You didn't deserve it then. And Kofi, you don't deserve it now. I can take that title off of you whenever I want. And it was it was great. This part of it was so good. I love both of these guys, and I'm really excited for this match. I think it's going to be a good match. Um, you know, from a story, and, and one, one day... Uh, we're going to have my sister on the show and she's going to share her Randy Orton story because she has a, a face-to-face Randy Orton story that you're going to love, by the way. 
You know, you've told um, me that there was a story, and I still yeah. don't know it. And honestly, I don't want to know until until the show because I want to give a true reaction. Oh yeah, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> but I will say that Randy Orton's character that he just portrayed is who he is. Yeah, he is a uh, an arrogant so and so. Well, it's pretty and, well known that yeah. he, he is not the kindest person. Yeah, and 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 what he. Uh, I I have a feeling that Kofi is going to hang on to it, um, yeah. Just just because of that, they're going to keep this going. And plus, when Randy said about you know, well, I didn't have to have a fake Jamaican accent. I don't have yeah. to shake my booty, and I don't have to throw pancakes. I can just be me, and I can get over on the crowd. Um, that was that was a good comeback. I gotta say, it was so good. Uh, and you, you almost felt like they really don't like each other in real life. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking they probably don't. I mean, I don't like Randy Orton as a human being. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming and Kofi Kingston is a nice human being. So I'm assuming that there's some kind of uh, friction there. Yep. So, Makes sense. Uh, but, uh, and, and it's going to come out in the match. Yeah. It's gonna, it's I think look so. Good. It'll be violent. It's going to, I'm excited for it. It's going to be good. Uh, then Kofi Kingston had a match after this, uh, where he wrestled Samoa Joe. Joe came out while, uh, Randy Orton was going up the ramp after Joe got in the ring Randy Orton kind of turned around and then he went to commentary luckily he didn't put a headset on not that he's bad at that but just because I think it's dumb when wrestlers do that he just sat there and he watched the match Kobe Kingston and Samoa Joe had how long do you think this match went? it wasn't long I don't know yeah yeah so we'll say five minutes five minutes then uh, Randy Orton comes in and tries to RKO Kofi Kingston Kofi counters, but still causes the disqualification, which never happens in the WWE. I don't know why, but generally a move has to be hit for disqualification to happen. Whatever, that's nitpicking. Um, so Samoa Joe is angry, angry that Randy Orton got him disqualified, so he tries to turn Randy around. Randy Orton RKO's Samoa Joe. Of course. Now, as we talked yesterday on the Raw show, I don't, I just don't know what they're doing with Samoa Joe, man. He's so good. He's great in the room. I mean, he's not the same as he was in TNA 10, 15 years ago, right? But he's still really good. He's one of the best promos they have in the company. I just feel like they're wasting him. I totally agree, man. I, I, I'm disappointed with how they're treating him. Um, you know, like we talked about yesterday, you know, they're going to make him irrelevant. I mean, he's going to come out yeah. and cut this promo about how he's going to murder you and your children. And then you're going to hit two hits and he's out. I mean, it's going to, everything he says is pointless from now on because he's so easy, easily beatable. Yeah. It makes no sense. Randy Orton hits the RKO. He turns around to get kicked in the face by a trouble in paradise. It, it looked great. The timing was so good because yeah. all three of these guys are very talented. So RKO stand up, Turn around to be kicked in the face. It was really great. Um, Randy Orton's down. Kofi Kingston stands tall. It's terrific. Okay, great he, segment. He didn't mess up the ending that time, did he? No, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> Not at all. Um, so after that, Finn Balor comes out, and he's talking a little bit about Bray Wyatt. And then the Firefly Funhouse theme hits, which is great because they're showing variety. I love Bray Wyatt and I love his gimmick, but if he came out as the fiend and just attacked people once a week, 
as much as I love it, it would get old, right? Of course. But they did something different. They did something different. They did another Firefly Funhouse. Now, obviously, they don't have the whole set because that wasn't a WWE-produced thing. Bray Wyatt went to some company and, and got all those produced. But it looked very similar. You know, it had uh, the, I think it's the same color paint on the walls. If not, it wasn't that different. It had uh, Mercy the Buzzard and Rambling Rabbit there. And then Abby the Witch was in a picture on the wall. And he talks about how much he respects Finn Balor, but unfortunately the Fiend doesn't. And the Fiend does accept his uh, challenge for Finn's challenge for SummerSlam. So yeah, we're going to get the first Fiend match at SummerSlam. And he's going to go over Finn Balor so Finn Balor can have an extended vacation. Uh, it's it's going to be a good match, though. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, I thought the rabbit was dead. Well, they've killed the rabbit a couple times. <laughs> it's, it's like Kenny from South Park. He yeah, just keeps yeah, dying yeah. and coming back. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, I, I, yeah this segment was great. Um, I, I loved it. I love his transition in character. I do, too. You know, He's I mean, so good at it. Yeah, it's just so natural. It doesn't seem contrived. Um, uh, it's, it's so good, man. I, I really believe that he's psychotic. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so after that, we had your main event. Um, and I, I kind of skipped over earlier and I apologize. Shane McMahon also announced that he was going to be the ring announcer. So Kevin Owens, and Roman Reigns are coming out. Shane McMahon introduces them. He says that Roman Reigns is the guy that he beat at Super Showdown. And Kevin Owens is the guy that he's going to beat at SummerSlam. So they lock up a couple times. Drew McIntyre breaks him up. But the second time he did it, he kind of shoves him back, right? So they look at each other and then decide that they're going to beat everyone up. They throw Drew McIntyre out, beat up Elias, and then they go toward Shane. They throw Shane back into the ring. And then the numbers game catches up on him. They throw Kevin Owens out of the ring and they beat up on Roman Reigns a little bit. Um, however, the good guys come back. They beat up. Elias and Drew McIntyre and they like start uh, surrounding Shane McMahon who kind of runs around they're trying to corner him they do finally get him and uh, they hit him with a Superman punch and a stunner and then they the crowd was chanting one more time Owens hit a second stunner into the show it ended exactly how I thought it would uh, <laughs> yep. I don't think anybody was surprised with what happened no one really thought that Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns would have a clean match when they're both faces Um, and so I liked that they, they, uh, teamed up and whooped up on the McMahon, uh, uh, cronies, um, Mm -hmm. McMahon, he, he kind of messed up the stunner again the first time. But, uh, other than that, uh, the the crowd was loving it. Owens is over as a face and, and I, I like him as the edgy face. I do. Yeah, I really do too. Now. I want to say something kind of weird. This is similar to the Raw Reunion show yesterday. I really like this show, and I like the show better than what I'm going to grade it. And I'm going to explain to you why I'm giving this really low grade. I'm going to give this show a C-. Minus. Whoa. And that's really, that's really low considering how much I enjoyed some of the segments. Let me explain to you why. There were four matches on this show. There was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Apollo Crews. It was really good, about seven or eight minutes, right? You had Ember Moon, who beat Charlotte Flair in about 20 seconds. You had Kofi Kingston versus Samoa Joe, which ended in a disqualification finish. And you had Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, which just they decided to stop fighting each other. 
Now, those last two matches only went four or five minutes apiece. So if you're there in the live crowd, you probably get two matches. You get Shinsuke Nakamura versus Apollo Crews in whatever dark match, which is, I'm assuming, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre and Elias. Again, I know this is a sports entertainment show, but it's also a wrestling show. And you have to put on decent matches to get a good grade. I enjoyed this show. Lots of great segments. The wrestling on this show left a lot to be desired. So you're going with a, a C minus? Yeah, C minus. I have to. Okay. Um, for the entertainment value, uh, I'm going to give it a B. Um, okay. I, I feel like I agree with you in, in the fact that the amount of matches, um, it, it kind of felt like it was the same number of matches that Raw had. Right. Um I really wish they'd let Ember Moon and Charlotte wrestle some more because I think that could have been a really fun match to watch. Um, but I, the reason I'm giving it a B is for entertainment, but also uh, I feel like that the, I feel like they did a, a really good job setting up matches for SummerSlam. Um, right. I felt like it, that at least was laying some good groundwork. Like we talked about yesterday with the reunion show. That's correct. It was no SummerSlam really uh, setting up. It was just a bunch of you know, hoo-ha and, and jumping around and putting on a just a little show. Uh, but this one at least was some laying, laying some groundwork. Um, and, uh, and and you know what? Sometimes it's okay to have not as many matches as you normally do. So that's uh, so I give it a B. Okay. Okay. Um, also, I want to point out, and I know a lot of people pointed this out on Twitter, there were zero women's matches on Raw, and there was a 20-second women's match on SmackDown. Was the 24-minute women's match last week so bad and so poorly received that they just decided to not let them do anything this, this well, week? Well, hang on now. Kelly Kelly did win the 24-7 title. That is true. Yeah, you know about what? Three we women, have three women. Three women's title changes. That's right. We had two, what, let's see, one, what, two women's matches and then two intergender matches because Kelly been... Briscoe and Ted DiBiase bought it off of, if that counts as a match, bought it off of Laundry Blaze. You're right. I apologize. I guess we had more women's matches than I realized. I just think people people are not uh, appreciating what they had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, t- to be fair, they're throwing the women under the bus again. It's like, where, where, yeah. where did the evolution go? And you really can't say that it was all uh, Ronda Rousey. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, you're right. I also want to point out, and we chatted a little bit about this before the show started, where the heck was Daniel Bryan? Yeah, he was supposed to make an announcement this week. What happened there? He was supposed to make it last week, and then he didn't do it. Now he's just not here. I, I don't I don't know. I don't either, dude. I, I don't understand what's going on. I mean, I, I know that things change last minute all the time, but it's like, after you promote something like that, how can you not even have him on the show? There's no follow-up at all. Like, it made no sense. Even if he doesn't say anything again, even if he just comes out and drops the mic, there was opportunities for that. Yeah, Chris Jericho did that a few years ago, remember? Samus yeah. Y2J? He would come out and just you know get the crowd all excited, then walk out. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I wish they would have followed up on it. But anyway, uh, let's do a wrestling quiz. I'm going to let you pick the topics. 
And uh, let's go 10 questions and see how many I can get right. All right, my friend. Well, if you if you remember last week, we had the classic era, attitude era, and modern era. I did not do well in the classic era. So the first question is from the classic era. Great. What? Uh, <laughs> I'll make it real easy for you, my, my friend. It's going to be very okay. easy. Okay. Open. <laughs> not that easy. All right. Who won the Intercontinental Championship in a ladder match at WrestleMania 10? Oh, Shawn Michaels. No, Razor Ramon won. Razor Ramon won that match? Yes. Oh, come on. I can't believe I forgot that. I can't believe that. My brain said said Razor Ramon, and I'm like, no, Shawn Michaels won that ladder match. No, Razor had both titles in his hand at the end of that match. I'm embarrassed. I'm going to have to delete this. I'm going to have to delete this part out. (laughs) All right, question one, Chris. Go ahead. You're not allowed to edit this. Oh, I'm embarrassed. Question two. You should be embarrassed. All right. Well, that was awful. Oh, that was uh, awful. From the classic era. Who defeated... <laughs> Why are we doing more classic ones? All right, go ahead. Who defeated Undertaker in WWE's first Boiler Room Brawl at SummerSlam 1996? Okay. I feel like this is a 50-50 here because this has to be one of the two that I'm thinking. So... I'm going to go with Mankind. That is correct. Yes. Woo. Good job. Woo. Good job. Woo. Right, okay. I'm going to go a little easier. I'm going to give you a modern era question. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's Wait see. a minute. That Boiler Room Brawl was classic and not Attitude? It was 96. Wow. That was a long time ago. Yeah, man. All right. All right. Here's a good one. Uh, who stunned JBL by beating him for the Intercontinental Championship? In less than 30 seconds at WrestleMania 25. Let's see. Uh, Intercontinental Championship, JBL, WrestleMania. I watched WrestleMania 25. Boy, I can't remember who this was. Was it Shelton Benjamin? Mm, Sorry, my friend. Booyaka, booyaka. Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. Man, I do not remember that. He beat him in 30 seconds? Yeah, because JBL came out and he was talking a bunch of smack. And he's like, you know, this is this is going to be so easy. Then Rey Mysterio beat him in 30 seconds and then JBL quit. That's right. I remember yeah. that now. Yeah. I hate I hate WrestleMania matches that end in less than two minutes. <laughs> All right, man. Another modern era for you. Okay. You should get this one. Who did CM Punk defeat? In a tables, ladders, and chairs match for the World Heavyweight Championship at SummerSlam 2009. Okay, 2009. So this was well before his uh, Money in the Bank win. Tables, ladders, and chairs in 2009. For the World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, Jeff Hardy. That's correct. All right, there we go. Uh, two go. and two. I'm, tight, I'm back at 50%, which is a big fat F. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Modern era. Oh, excuse okay. me. Uh, attitude era. We'll go attitude era. All right. Uh, let's see here. Oh, these are all so easy. All right. <laughs> Perfect. All right, here we go. Well, yes, you've said that before and I've missed it. That's true. What tag team reunited to face three members of Evolution in a handicap match at WrestleMania oh, at WrestleMania 20? 
So, just to give you a little background on WrestleMania 20. So, I had... So, I grew up watching WCW. It's the Rock and Sock Connection, by the way. That is correct! Yeah. So, so I grew up watching um, WCW. And my buddies basically got me back into wrestling right before WrestleMania 20. So, I've actually seen WrestleMania 20 multiple times because that's kind of like the rebirth of my my love for wrestling. Mm. So I feel like if you ask me most questions on that pay per view, I would I would get it pretty easily. So let's stay away from that. <laughs> uh, we'll go to another Attitude Era question. Okay. What superstar defeated The Rock for the WWE Championship in a sixty minute Iron Man match at Judgment Day two thousand? Judgment Day 2000. Defeat the Rock in an Iron Man match? 60-minute Iron Man match, which they don't do anymore. No. Now their Iron Man matches are 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't remember this at all. Um, I don't think this is right, but I'm going to go with Chris Jericho. Triple H. That's dumb. <laughs> that was a dumb. <laughs> You're dumb. Just went with him. He was winning everything. <laughs> all right. I'm three and three. So good. All right. Here we go. Uh, all right. Who am, okay. This is um, kind of modern. Kind of. Uh, who emerged from the ECW championship scramble at Unforgiven 2008 with the ECW title? All right. So let me tell you about this one, too. So before we started recording tonight, I was doing some research on a question that I'm going to be answer, uh, uh, on. It's not really a quiz, but it's kind of a top 10 thing that I'm going to be asking you and Kyle next week. And one of the things, the links led me to Unforgiven. And I forgot, I watched this pay-per-view. I forgot that there were three championship scrambles on this stupid pay-per-view. Yeah, man. It's ridiculous. The answer is Matt Hardy. That is correct. Yeah, and that's kind of cheating, but okay. No, how is it cheating? <laughs> I, just, I didn't know that you were going to ask that question. I just got lucky and stumbled into the answer about an hour before we started recording. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, let's see. All right, so we'll stick with modern era. Okay. This is oh my gosh, this is so easy. All right, you got Hogan. If you don't get this, I'm going to slap you. Okay. What Scottish superstar known as the Chosen One won the Intercontinental Championship at TLC 2009? Scottish, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Let me think for a second. Is it Fit Finley? No, no, no. That's not right. That's not right. Uh, was it? Are you Roddy joking? Piper? Are you no, joking no, no, right no, now? Not Roddy Piper. Maybe it's William Regal. No. This is, this is not right. Hornswoggle. It was Hornswoggle. I'm just kidding. It's Drew McIntyre. Okay. All right. Because I was about to get really upset. <laughs> you thought I was being serious? I was like, what is the matter with him? <laughs> None, of those chosen one. None of those guys. Well, I guess I guess technically Roddy Roddy Piper, he's Canadian, but is billed from Scotland. But no, um, no, I, I was purposely doing ridiculous things. I was trying to mess with you. No, I, I knew it was Drew McIntyre. Yeah, the chosen one thing gave it away. I know. Man, you want to talk about someone that looks different? Like, look at the old 3MB and look at Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal from then. And look at them now. Look at all three of them. Yeah, well, Heath Slater is very different, but he's still kind of skinny. And Drew McIntyre and Have you seen Heath Slater lately? 
Yeah, he's bigger, but he's not Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal big. Yeah, he's thick. Well, because Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal went out and took roids and came back. It sure did. Uh huh. I mean, and if anyone says anything different, you're you're dumb. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. All right, where where are yeah. we at with the numbers? Uh, I am seventeen and one. Seventeen. I'm five and three. Oh, God. So two <laughs> more questions, right? Yeah. All right. So Attitude Era. All right. Who served as the special guest referee when Brock Lesnar and Goldberg clashed at WrestleMania 20 at one of the worst matches ever? That's another WrestleMania 20 question. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. Six and three. Boom. Boom. Wait, no, you get, you should ask, you get two when more. When Kyle gets back next week, give me just questions on WrestleMania 20 and I'll beat him to another. Kyle, if you're listening to this, I would never do that to you. I actually think we watched that pay-per-view together, if I remember right. We watched a lot of wrestling together back then. All right. Ready for the last question? Yeah, one more. All right. Classic era. Oh. Who did the Ultimate Warrior defeat in a retirement match at WrestleMania 7? A retirement match? Oh, man. I do not remember this at all. So let me let me see if I can, if I can guess some people here. Um, I know it wasn't the Ultimate Warrior that was retiring. No. Now he did beat Hulk Hogan, but that, that definitely was, that could no. have been a retirement match. That yeah. was for the title. Um, yeah, title versus title. That's right. Oh man, was it was it Randy Savage? Yes, it was. Yes. Where did you See, because, Where did you pull that? Okay, so I'm sitting here thinking this McMahon forced Randy Savage to go on commentary, and Randy Savage didn't want to do it, which is why I left for for WCW. Right. And I thought, okay, maybe that's why he had to go on commentary. Wow, I'm I'm impressed, Matt. Either you cheated you. or you pulled that I out didn't. of nowhere. I didn't cheat, I swear. I really didn't. I mean, he's sitting there he's sitting there googling it as I'm asking the questions, right? It's not true. You didn't hear me clicking. You have a phone, Matt. <laughs> I do have a phone. That is true. But no, I really didn't cheat. I swear. All right. Well, hey, uh, listeners, you're listening to one of the smartest wrestling minds. And uh, and I'll be asking more questions next week. That was great. I'm seven three. I'm one of the sm- smartest wrestling minds with a with a seventy. So it's just a hard C. Hard Sounds C. Sounds like my college grade. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to Wrestle Life Radio episode six. I hope you played along. Let us know what your grades were in the comments. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Wrestle Life Radio and Twitter at Wrestle Life Pod. You can follow Chris on Instagram and Twitter at at Chris Cumby. You can follow me on both of those as Wrestle Life Matt as well. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We will see you guys next week. Have a great rest of your week. Good night and goodbye. <laughs>